0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit an Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. I am a pathologist, and I'm here today with Dr. Stephanie Thomas, who is a podiatrist at Premier Foot Clinic in Clinton, and she is our resident foot expert. We're going to talk today all about foot and ankle because podiatry does travel a bit north. You know, the ankle is intimately associated with the foot. Do you have feet that hurt? They shouldn't. Are you wearing the wrong shoe gear? You shouldn't. (laughs) Everything in moderation, right, Dr. Thomas? But there are lots of issues with feet. We have a large population of patients with diabetes in the state of Mississippi. And as all people with diabetes and those who care for them know, it's especially important to have good foot hygiene and foot health. Do you have cloudy... Thick yellowish toenails. Are you gonna call and tell us you don't have fungus? You can do that already. Don't call and say you don't have it. You you probably have toenail fungus. So we, we hear it all. We're ready to hear it from you today. The good doctor Thomas is in and taking all of your questions about your feet. Well, hello there, Doctor Thomas. Hello.
0: I love the new studio. Isn't it
1: nice? So yes, we have a had a studio renovation here at MPB. It is it is very nice. Very long overdue for these wonderful people here um to have this nice studio and so we are definitely enjoying it we'll do a facebook live at the break and show everybody how about that that's cool that's cool how are things going in the land of feet busy yeah is it ever not busy no right (laughs) is it ever not busy No. no no
0: no 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 it's busy
1: so what's keeping you busy
0: Everything. But one of the things I like that you said was that foot pain is not normal. You know, I love saying that. I
1: know. I've learned all this from you.
0: Yes. And one of the things I've been seeing a lot of lately is that patients will come in complaining of numbness and tingling in a particular digit and assume it's a foot problem. But oh. it's really a back problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people that the foot is the foundation. So sometimes the the back, hip and knee that they're running around trying to get uh, pain alleviation, you'll see that it's coming from the foot. Mm-hmm. So you solve the foot ailment, you solve the others. Mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> I said in the intro today that by the time we are 50 years old, we have on average logged about 75,000 steps or yes. miles. And that is a lot of foot use.
0: That is a lot of foot use, but we need it. That's our first means of transportation, right?
1: And, and if you think about feet, like... Your feet aren't a huge part of your body, like, size-wise, right? And there's a lot of body up above those feet. And it takes a pound in the everyday. Over and over. Yeah. That's right. Well, we're going to talk all about those things today. I'm wearing appropriate shoe gear. I'm wearing a nice... Oh, never mind. I got the snubbery. It's a tennis shoe. For everyday use, Dr. Thomas
0: all athletic shoes aren't created equally
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have to say that you once recommended a specific athletic shoe for me because i was having some foot problems and since i have worn that shoe and i wear i i purchased that shoe and repurchase it that is the shoe i wear when i work out that i have not had those foot problems again i mean i needed the right shoe i needed the foot whisperer and she whispered to me the shoe that i needed all right, we're going to start on the phone lines. People are already calling. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Jack is calling us from Hancock County. Hey, Jack. Good morning. Good morning.
2: The reason I called
3: is uh, I have a problem with ingrown toenails, and I talked about it to my uh, primary care physician, and he offered to take the whole toenail off for me, and told me that was the only treatment he knew of. And that was just a little too drastic, you know, and, and it, sounds gross, right?
1: the, it sounds gross, right? Sounds,
3: sounds gross. It sounds painful. It mm. sounds like it hurt like hell. Mm. Uh, and it, you know, it, it's, right? it's not something I really want to have done. So is there anything else to do?
0: There actually is. Um, very seldom for an ingrown nail. Do I remove the entire toenail? Cause that still may not alleviate your problems. Uh, I would, definitely see your local podiatrist in your area. There's a procedure you can do where your toe is numb and they just take out the side where the actual ingrown nail is. And there's uh, a chemical that is commonly used. It's actually an acid called phenol, but it burns the cells that allow the nail to grow and that ingrown nail won't ever come back.
3: Won't grow back. All right. That- That sounds like something I would be willing to do because basically, without the chemical, that's the way I've been treating them for years.
0: And that's why they continually reoccur,
3: and and they keep growing back. And you know, you clean it out, and you know, you clip a little here and a little there, and you're okay for the next few months. But not. Well, that, that sounds like, I know they've got podiatrists around here, and, and I think I'll schedule a visit with one. Thank you for your help.
1: You're welcome. All right. Well, that's the first win already. Thanks for calling, Jack. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, ingrown toenails are sort of a mess. There's different things people say to do. They say to cut a notch in the middle or to keep your toenail long. Uh, are those any things that you recommend or have seen to be effective?
0: The notch in the middle is uh, probably an antiquated, um, tool in medicine that was given but very seldom do you see um, that I've seen people do that and stuff cotton underneath the borders to keep the pressure off but those mm-hmm. are, are very temporary um, there's just very simple minor procedures that can be done that uh, simple under local anesthetic that they don't have to do any bathroom surgery so Ooh, there's a lot surgery. of bathroom surgeons out there
1: We'll we'll probably hear from a couple. We tend to hear about that sometimes on the show when you're on. But I think you also mentioned something that people need to understand and need to know about because people are afraid of the pain associated with it. But you talked about how this is done under anesthesia. Yeah, it's a
0: local, just like if you had a cavity uh, cavity, uh, done on your tooth and your doctor has to give you a shot, there will be. A shot, an injection, but once that's done, um, you won't feel the procedure at all, and the injection really shouldn't be that bad.
1: Right. Yeah. A little local. You can get back in the car and drive
0: home after. Get back in the car, drive home, and go back to your normal activities. Take
1: care of those toes. You only have 10. (laughs) Some people got less. You're not growing more. I mean, you got what you got. You're not a starfish. All right. Where are you? I don't know. So let's talk some more about some common foot ailments so we talked about ingrown toenail we let it off with a bang the ingrown toenails actually
0: are common you'll see it because of a variety of things in my younger patients um, i'll see it in those that play sports Mm. um, because you're banging against the shoe Um, i would say tennis is probably the worst because if there's sudden stop and shifting um but you will see it in almost every aspect of sports where there's a shoe involved. So you'll see that a lot in them. You'll see a lot in uh, some younger, not younger patients, I would say most of the time in my pediatric patients, instead of cutting, they will peel the nail off. And Allie, Dr. Alley is making a face, <laughs> but they will peel it off instead of cutting. And when you peel, so doing it, it
1: themselves, kind of doing picking it at themselves, it.
0: Mm-hmm. picking at it, that can cause it. Uh, of course, a so trauma—you run, you hit, stub your toe, or something—that can cause it. But the uh, um, one of the things I see a lot in adults, and they don't realize, and even with the patient that mentioned, he has an ingrown nail. Uh, often, it could be a fungal infection that causes it, because the fungal infection can cause the nail to become deformed, curve in. And they complain of ingrown nails, not realizing that a fungus is causing it.
1: Another good reason to see a podiatrist because then, when you're being evaluated for your ingrown toenail, you know they may be more uh, adept in identifying an underlying fungal infection as well. Correct. Which does need to be treated, right? Let's talk about the treatment for toenail fungus.
0: Yes, uh, there are. Uh, the most common is oral medication. Depends on the severity of the infection. The oral medications have been around for. 25 plus years, very safe. Um, You would have to take it for a couple of months, but most patients tolerate it well. well. There is one or two topical antifungal medications. The success rate is a little less. The downside is you have to use it for a year. And so sometimes it's hard for it's hard for me to remember to do anything, yeah. you know, a week later. Consistently for a yes. year. Yes. So a week sometimes. Is, but there are. I do have patients that are very uh, meticulous about doing it on time, every day, and they have great results.
1: Yeah, because like with any sort of um, antibiotic or antifungal, if you don't use it consistently and appropriately, you can end up with a worse problem than what you had to start Absolutely. with.
0: Absolutely. And sometimes with the fungal nails, what we're seeing a lot of is... Bacteria infections, so a lot more mixed infections than we used to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm seeing a lot more uh, staph and strep Oh my! in the nail, which
1: is interesting. That is interesting. Yes. Speaking of infections, let's talk a little bit about overall foot hygiene and foot health, particularly for our patients with diabetes. How does one keep tabs on or examine their feet? Well, how, what should we be doing at home to keep us from having to go to the podiatrist? No offense. You got enough people.
0: None taken. But I will say, because you mentioned the diabetics, Mm -hmm. it's not just foot hygiene. Um, Mississippi is number one with amputations. And a lot of that is because some diabetics will end up with peripheral neuropathy, which Mm -hmm. we could talk about, where you can't feel certain things. So if I have an injury, I don't even realize there's an injury. Or they have, it's very common for them to have cardiovascular disease. So they have blockages in their legs and they don't realize it until it's too late. So for patients, I would say just use your eyes as your first primary source. If you see anything different, discoloration, swelling that's not normal, bring it to the attention of your primary physician because that's who you see first. Um, I tell my patients, sometimes we get busy in medicine and we don't look at everything. Uh, Take your socks off when you walk in, and that way we're forced to look. Right. I look at them, but sometimes it gets missed. So uh, I encourage my patients when they see their family doctor, don't make assumptions. Just, hey, can you look at this for me?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have podiatrist extraordinaire, Dr. Stephanie Thomas from Premier Foot Clinic in Clinton. And she is here to take all of your questions and comments regarding your feet and ankles. Then I'm Dr. Allie Brown. I'm a pathologist. I was once mistaken for a podiatrist. We'll talk about that later. Most we'll start with P and with IST. And we're talking all about. Feet. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, pathologists look at feet and do things about feet too. But trust me, if you have an issue with your foot, you want to go see Doctor Thomas, not Doctor Brown. We're going to go right back to the phone lines and talk to Jen, who's calling us from Natchez. Hey, Jen.
4: Hey. Good morning. Morning, good morning. Thanks, everybody. Thank you guys so much for doing this show. Thanks for I really calling. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for day. listening. We appreciate you. Great. Um, quick, and this is perfect timing. I noticed again last night, walking and running, that. A burning pain in the ball of one of my feet. And I just I of course Google it and try to figure out what it means, what it's about. I haven't really found anything satisfactory, so I'm curious what you think what that is and what we how we treat it.
0: Okay. Uh the burning, you said it's the ball of your foot. Do you mm-hmm. is it below a certain toe or is it the entire ball of the foot? It's pretty much the middle
4: three. I mean it's kind of spread out it feels more spread out than than local localized
0: does it only happen you mentioned running is it only happening when you're standing up doing a lot of activity
4: yeah it really the only time i really notice it is when i'm doing fitness walking or running i don't notice it much once in a while when I'm on my feet all day long, I'll notice it a little bit, but mostly in that movement. And I kept thinking, is it something having to do with the movement of the foot, you know, the way it strikes when you run or strikes when you, when you fitness walk.
0: Um, so, um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Have you changed your athletic shoes when you run? Have you changed them lately? I just,
4: Changed again, thinking that was that, that maybe my last one, my other ones had maybe worn, you know, gotten too worn in terms of the, of the uh, inner cell. But uh, I changed that and I went and bought some other, about, I don't know, maybe a month ago, and bought some, some different um, insoles. Um, and I noticed again last night, I mean, it's still not, it's not, what I'm doing is not changing it. So you, um, you may have yeah. something
0: called a neuroma. Uh, without uh, uh-huh. and get some, you need someone to examine you to see if there's pain okay. in a certain area. If it is, mm-hmm. it tell it most likely happened because you may have had a, too much in the shoe. You mentioned you had an insert, and it depends on what athletic shoe it was. Um, if the mm-hmm. toe box wasn't wide enough, it can aggravate. Mm-hmm. They'll push the bones together and aggravate that nerve, and you'll get that wow. numbness and burning. I would definitely get it checked out and get an X-ray.
4: Okay, great. I, I will do that. Years ago when I was race running racing a lot, I developed a Morton's neuroma on the other foot. Yeah. It feels a little different than that. It feels a little more spread out, and I definitely I'm a wide toe box kind of gal. Okay, <laughs> because good. I, because I like the room for my feet to move, you know. So, well, thank you so much. I I will um look into a podiatrist here and if not I'll head up to Jackson and uh, maybe make a call,
0: Dr. Dobbs. Well, I do see quite a few from Natchez, so Clinton can... is, you oh, know, good. halfway there.
4: Okay. Yeah, I know, perfect. All right, Get thank it's... you guys so much. Yeah, a you
1: great, bet. Great show. Oh, thanks, and best right. of luck to you, Jen. All right, Foot Whisper, thanks. Foot Detective. We try. She's on the case. We're going to go straight to Karen, who's calling us from Memphis. Good morning, Sharon.
4: Oh, good morning. Um, I have a toenail that I'm not sure, I tripped once, I, that's the only thing I can think of that caused it, but it kind of raised up a little bit, and, you know, it gets caught on my stockings and things, and I, I, I trimmed it back, hoping about, about an eighth of an inch, I'd say, out of the, out of the skin uh, is flat, and then it grows back in, raised up again. Is there anything I can do about that?
0: Definitely need to get it looked at. You've had some trauma to the nail plate itself. Uh, so I'm not sure if there's, you could have a fungus in it because that can cause it to raise up. But if there's been damage to the nail plate, unfortunately, uh, you may have to have the nail removed to ha- to allow a new one to grow. Get someone to check out. You're in the Memphis area? I am. There's a ton of podiatrists out there.
4: All right, well, I... I figured that was what I was going to do. I kept thinking maybe I could tape it down. You
5: know, no, once
0: it's lifted up, the, the, once it's lifted up, you can't. Re, you can't. It's not like something you can glue or tape back down. Um, you can <laughs> wait <laughs> if it's not painful. It it can grow out, and it'll just take several months. Oh, it's
4: it's been several months. Ah, we'll have and, someone look at it. It's not painful, so
0: when you say you know, several, think- you meaning two or three? What's what's your definition of several? Oh, uh, maybe a year.
4: Oh, yes. Go
0: make an appointment. It's time.
4: It's time.
1: <laughs> it's time. time. Yes.
4: Okay. Yes,
0: ma'am. All right. Well, thank you. you it, It's
1: a good time to go have it seen about because it's closed-toe shoe weather.
0: Absolutely. And she has it removed by summer, no one to know. Brand new nail. There you go.
1: <laughs> there you go, Sharon. Make your appointment today. Get it taken care well. of. Bye, Sharon. Thanks for your call. We're going to stay on the phone lines and talk to Greg, who's calling us from Columbus. Greg has got a shoe situation, Dr. Thomas. Hey, Greg, what's your situation?
2: How you doing this morning? Hey, look, I got my stepson. He always wants to wear my tennis shoes and my dress
3: shoes, and now I found out that I got this white uh, whatever it is, I don't know if it's dead skin or whatever uh, inside the pinky toe, the one that's right there next to it, on, on both feet. And as long as I get when I get out the shower, when I put cotton in between, uh, it, it seems like it goes away. But after I stop using the cotton,
0: uh, then it comes right back.
1: Greg's so, been sharing so shoes, Doctor Thomas. Sharing shoes. <laughs>
0: is is there? You mentioned that there's skin in between. Does it feel thick, or is it just peeling in between?
2: Uh, peeling.
0: It's peeling. Well, don't punish your son, but you may have gotten a little fungal infection like a little athlete's feet from him. Oh, okay. What, what do I need to get to stop this? Uh, if it is that, you know, I'm really going to go in and say, I hate to do treatment over the phone because I haven't seen it. Um, if it, it. Does it itch at all?
3: Uh, no, ma'am, it doesn't. But I've noticed that the more I do not use cotton swabs and I get out the shower, it's like when I put my shoes on, it kind of hurts a little
0: bit. It makes and me think was... you may have a little corn in between those toes, because because it's between the fourth and fifth, and that pinky yeah. toe curves in some, and it may have just been a coincidence with your son. Was it a Nike by any chance?
5: I said it again. The last was it a Nike
0: shoe? Was it Nike? Yeah, it was a Nike: Okay, Nike yeah. tends to have a narrow toe box, and I know that's the cool shoe to wear, but if I can get you to wear mm-hmm. a wider toe box? That may go away on its own, but it sounds like you may have a corn and it's causing that pain. That's why when you put the cotton in between, they're not touching each other.
2: Yeah, that's right. They're not touching
0: each other. Right. So be, right? go, You. I'm trying to think who's in Columbus. Uh, there is, I think there's a podiatrist in Columbus. If not, there should be someone in Starkville. Um, okay. You A lot of times uh, they can remove that tissue that's there So you don't have pain And they'll be able to look at it for sure To see if there's an underlying fungal infection Or if it's just the corn And it just happened to happen when you had on that Nike shoe Okay, I appreciate that You're welcome Stop sharing shoes, though. <laughs> tell you, tell your son to buy his own. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm cool with that. You bet to Yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> okay. I appreciate.
1: It. That's right. awesome. You Thanks for your call. Thanks for your call, Greg. You are such a you are such a foot detective. I'm telling you. I try. You're like a um, a shoe sergeant. You know, right down to the brand. You knew that man had it on a pair of Nikes. Well, I mean, no offense to Nike. We're not saying anything exactly. bad. They're nice I looking. I just want to say, nice do, looking.
0: I do not want to get a. Um, of, of ceased in whatever letter from them
1: but the, but the toe box issue is they real, do right? have
0: a narrow toe box and i unfortunately i do see that quite often in patients um that wear nike they'll complain of pain and it's normally a corn or a thick tissue between that fourth and fifth uh digits very common
1: mm-hmm. so what is a corn
0: a corn is a uh, is we call that layman's term, but basically some thick skin between the toes or on top of the toe. That's a corn versus a callus. You know, people mm-hmm. say I have one or the other. Callus is going to be on the bottom of the foot, like oh, on the
1: okay. bottom of the foot. So corn is like a callus, but on the top. There you go. And it's caused by pressure, right?
0: Always abnormal pressure.
1: So you can look at someone's feet without the shoe on, and you can tell what kind of shoe they're wearing. What right? kind of
0: shoe they're wearing. What type of gait they have. You how find they walk. You can, how mm-hmm. they walk.
1: Absolutely. Oh, very interesting. Our phone lines are currently open, which is unusual. So get your calls in now if you're having any issues with your feet or your ankles. you have any questions for the good Dr. Thomas? She's here from Premier Foot Clinic in Clinton. Okay, so we've got corns and calluses. We had an aroma talk. We're hitting all the, the good things. We talked about examining your feet and the issues you can have. Because your feet, I always like when you talk about this, how systemic diseases, diseases of the body, you might not think about it, but they affect your feet. Your feet are almost like a, a speaker for the body.
0: It is. But think about it. The body is interconnected. Everything is connected to each other. That's right. Right? So
1: We know the song about the foot bone.
0: Yes, connected to the leg bone.
1: That's right. So everything's connected to everything. Everything's connected to everything. So what about like sweaty feet? Sweaty feet. Why do some people have sweaty feet and Ah. some people have less sweaty feet?
0: Well, we all have sweat glands, thousands of them in the feet, but some people just produce more than others. And there's a condition called hyperhidrosis, and you'll find that in your hands and feet. So if you're someone and you, before you shake someone's hand, you have to wipe your hand on your pants leg, guess what? You may have that condition, but the good thing is easily treated. How is it treated? Um, You know, honestly, I have patients, if it's mild, I'll just tell them to get an antiperspirant over the counter and spray. It's cheaper.
1: So get a spray deodorant. That's yeah.
0: not just a deodorant, an antiperspirant. That's very important because we stop in the sweating. So they'll use the, I can, say, get air it extra dry, I don't care what it is, Um, and use that initially, because over the counter, it's really close to what we use as far as prescription, Mm -hmm. and it tends to be less expensive. If that doesn't work, then there's other meds um, or other topicals that you can use. But in worst case scenario, you you can have Botox injections.
1: Your feet will look young forever. They
0: will look young, but they won't sweat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I heard that having sweaty feet, is this true? Um, if you spray deodorant on your foot so your feet don't sweat as much, it will help you to not get blisters in your shoes. Yeah. That's true as well. Because
0: you're having that moisture and that friction sometimes will cause the blisters, yeah.
1: Lots of good tips. We're going to go to the phones and talk to our friend Sue, who's calling us from Beaumont. Hey, Sue, good morning.
5: Good morning. How are y'all?
1: Great. How are you?
5: I have a cold. Oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) Sue. Anyway, I was a home health nurse for years, and uh, I was really surprised that my home health patients who were diabetic they would tell me when they went to the doctor, I said, Does the doctor ever look at your feet? And they would say, No. So, my home health patients that were diabetics, I would say, Not every visit, but maybe every other day, take off those shoes and socks, and let's have a look at those feet.
0: Absolutely.
5: Be surprised at what you might find there because.
0: I love eyes it, Sue. So you look. are absolutely right.
5: But why don't doctors do that? I find gangrenous toes. I've had all kinds of, all, all kind of horrible things because people have not been. They have, not,
0: take seat. That's true, and and I can say that um, you remember when we were younger and you went to the doctor and you took all your clothes off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we sort of stopped doing that. So, um, patients, unfortunately, would is I don't know if you have sicker patients or just more people going to the doctor or can't afford it because years ago a lot of people couldn't afford to go. So I encourage my patients to be their own advocate. You know, if you take your car to the mechanic, you don't just walk in and say, tell me what's wrong. You tell them the noises you're hearing or whatever. So if you're having any issues, um, even not just if it feels wrong, if it doesn't look right, talk to your doctor about it. Or like you said, take that sock off.
5: I going to make one comment, okay?
0: Yes, ma'am. Uh, <clears throat>
5: now, now I, I'm a diabetic, and I've, I've been in a wheelchair for 10 years, but... Uh, I have found a way to dry between your toes, even sitting in a wheelchair, because I think keeping dry between your toes is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise you get oral infections and things. I tore a strip of cloth off an old cotton T-shirt, a long strip. You can take that strip of cloth sitting in a chair set on size side of the batteries and, and throw it down on the floor and, and run it between your toes, each toe, and it's no problem at all. You don't, you're don't, you not you in danger of falling out of chair and then you just run that... Step across between each toe, and keep it dry
0: between your toes. Sue, so that's a that's actually a good idea. You should try to market that some type of way because I do have a lot of patients that can't reach down to their feet, and they they can't dry between the toes, and they'll end up having uh, moisture in between that leads to other stuff. So you're absolutely right. Pretty smart.
1: So you call it the Toe Buddy. <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> Well, I just thought I'd throw it out there
5: because I show it to everybody that comes to the house because it, it works great. You just throw it down there and it you toe and pull on it and dry between your toes and you go to the next toe. Absolutely. But it's fine. Sometimes I might put some excess powder on that, on that strip so you can dry and, and powder at the same time, but uh, I think it's a good idea.
1: Well, thank you, Sue. Uh, Sue. That's a really... I almost called you toe. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> that was a really good tip. You always have... Good input, having so many years uh, in nursing and seeing so many different things. So we appreciate that. And Sue, I hope you feel better. Get over that cold soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, you bet. We're going to talk. By the way, uh, oh,
3: the toe yes, buddy Jay? is already taken. Oh, that trademark man. is gone. Uh, it is uh, uh, an item that maybe if you've got like a sprained toe, that it loops around to the other one and holds them together.
0: Yes, uh, that is for a sprained toe, and actually a. Uh, broken toe or a fractured toe that is something that you can do when you buddy splint but what miss sue was talking about we just have to come up with a different name yeah but that's a good toe idea. friend something we'll come up with it the pal so oh. we'll, we'll toe pal yeah wait to, I, that
5: sounds
3: like
1: a color
0: we'll or come a pattern oh, we'll come up with something we'll have to make sure sue is involved in the planning and the, the uh, execution absolutely. of it sue's
1: gonna get her cut she has to get her cut now we're gonna talk to Lori, who's calling us from meridian hey Lori. hi good morning what's your question
4: yeah, I have a question. My dad is in his 70s, his early 70s, and at night he complains about um, having pain in his big toe, and it keeps him up all night, and i was just wondering what you think it might be.
0: Does he have pain anywhere else or just the toe?
4: It's just his toe that he complains about, and it's only like at night when he gets ready to lay down.
0: Okay, and he has, does he have any back pain that you know of? Back pain, no, he's never really complained about that. Okay. Ask him if he has any, if he's just having mm-hmm. pain at night. The question is, is, you know, what helps us is when the patient describe for me rather, is when the patient describes the pain. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's cramping. I don't know if it's tingling. So those words are very helpful to determine what could be the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh-huh. he, I would do a visit with his family physician because that is not normal. Um, Yeah, yeah. and if it's only happening when he's laying down, I tend to think it's neurological and it may be coming from his back, his back or his hip, so just find out if he's having any back or hip pain, we tend to minimize that and make excuses, and uh, patients love Mm -hmm. to tell me that they've stood for 30 years working or they've gained weight, Mm -hmm. we tend to rationalize why we have what we have. Instead of telling. So Mm -hmm. I would ask dad. I have a feeling something's going on that he just hasn't mentioned. Okay.
1: All All right. right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Lori. Nice. The phone lines. People are calling. Everybody's got issues with their feet. And this is a good time to call. To have them taken care of. We've got Dr. Stephanie Thomas here from Premier Foot Clinic. She is a podiatrist. I am Dr. Allie Brown. I'm a pathologist, and I am your host on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. Our phone lines are lit up, guys, so we're going to go ahead and go straight there. We're going to talk to Claire, who's calling us from West Point. Hey, Claire, good morning. Good morning. What's your question? I
4: have a simple question. What are the two medications that she... Did not name for fungus topical medication. Topical, topical
0: medication. Um, there's one called Jubila, J U B L I A. It's very easy to apply. Downside is it's pricey, um, very pricey.
1: It's a prescription medication, it I is see. a prescription. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: that's what she's asking. And the other one is Penlac, it's been around a longer time, um, a little less expensive. Uh, my preference is probably the Jubila because of its ease of application.
4: Okay, would you spell the last one?
0: P-E-N-L-A-C, Penlac. And
4: and can you go back and spell the other one? one more time? Sure,
0: J-U-B-L-I-A.
4: Okay,
1: thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for your call, Claire. We're going to stay on the phones and talk she's to you. She's going to get a doctor right there. I know, <laughs> she's, like, she's sending a message in the patient portal right now. <laughs> We're going to talk to Peter, who's calling us from Mobile. Hey, Peter.
2: Oh, hi. Uh, you had a caller earlier that... Uh, was describing the problem her father had and i have got a similar issue where i get a very sharp pain in uh my uh, uh left big toe uh and it will subside after a while but it is a stinging burning pain and uh it it, it, it it's very erratic and coming and going uh, i do want to mention that i did have uh uh problems with my back that uh, was three-bulging discs all the way down at the bottom of the spine. Uh, but that was about 15 years ago. Uh, it has left me with some issues, uh, numbness in the knee, and I'm now also in the right leg developing something I'm going to call it restless leg. I'm not sure that it is, uh, where I just have an urge at night to kick something. It I doesn't actually move but it just feels like that whole leg wants to move. And uh, all this may be back-related. I'm I'm not sure, but I'd like your opinion on that.
0: You are absolutely right, Peter. I think it is Um, back-related. When you have a bulging disc, um, I'm not sure what treatment you had. I'm assuming you went to physical therapy or something? or
2: I I did, and... uh, they, they determined, uh, they felt that surgery would not be required. Oh, be I, yeah, you,
0: should, you shouldn't, most of the time, bulging disc, you shouldn't require surgery. But this is the thing, this is the trick. When you did that physical therapy 15 years ago, whatever exercises they had you do, do you remember on dis, when they discharge you, they say continue doing this at home?
2: Uh, yes, and I do. Uh, uh, particularly, I do uh, uh, planks and uh, hamstring stretches, okay. calf stretches. Very good.
0: Uh, why don't you rec- go to your uh, your family doctor or whoever maybe treated you for the back before. The fact that you're having that numbness in the toe, that's in that, that lower disc you were talking about, those three. One of those three goes right to that big toe. That tells me it's compressing on a nerve. So you may need to do another round of physical therapy. Um, and if that doesn't alleviate it, I would get an MRI. I do still okay. don't think you need surgery, okay?
5: Well,
2: that yeah, that's yeah. At at my age, seventy-two, that's a big no-no. Yeah. Well, if you
0: Uh, were fifty-two, I wouldn't want you to have surgery.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for that. Uh, No, I had a uh, had some toenail problems, uh, and uh, several years ago, lost the toenail, grew back, but the podiatrist mentioned that I had a little bit of neuropathy, and I didn't complain about it. I had no idea how she knew and i i forgot to ask her how she knew that uh maybe she was just guessing i don't know but she was actually correct that i do have n- a little bit of uh, numbness in both big toes yeah and it's and all uh, sounds like it's all stemming back from that back end it is the,
0: those both those that big toe that's going to be that lumbar spine four l4 that's where it's coming from
2: yeah that that is that's where I had the issues. And, and I think the first S one, the sciatic
0: yeah, one. Yeah, S one, yeah.
2: So one of those and two, two L's.
0: Two. Uh, <laughs> that's the most common place that people have problems, and you're going to see it in the lower extremity. Get back to physical therapy and see if they can help you a little bit.
2: Okay, and but one last question about the, the, the burning-type uh, pain that is very intermittent, and it is at night, oddly enough.
0: Uh, no, that's because you're laying down. You're compressing the spine. That's why it's happening.
2: Okay. It's still going well, to the so back. Much. All right. Uh, thank you so much, doctor. And thank you very much uh, for having a podiatry session. I do appreciate
1: it. Excellent. We we have her here four times a year. She We love Dr. Thomas. We can't get enough of her. Thank oh, you like for your call, Peter. Right. <laughs> thank you for your right. call. We're going to stay on the phones. Uh, We have quite a few callers on the line. We're going to talk to um, Barbara, who's calling us from Marigold. What a nice-sounding place to be. Hey, Barbara. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How about yourself?
4: I'm doing fine. Look, I uh, called in this back in July, and uh, you all told me I should go and see a a foot doctor, and I did. Uh, However, um, that was back in July, so I was... um, told to wear a hiking boot and I was given a brace to put on my foot and so something went on with uh, my insurance and she wasn't able to build my insurance so my uh, appointments got pushed forward and pushed forward so we're in November now um, and so actually I stopped wearing that hiking boot because I'm a stiletto person and so I'm just trying to make sure that um do I need to go back for that follow up that was back in July and it's now November are you, you still having are
0: you still having pain no pain no okay what were you diagnosed with
4: um she said that she didn't see any broken bones but she was treating it as a broken that um, there may have been, you know, some a cracked bone or something. She said that uh, she thought that it was perhaps several bones broken.
0: Mm. But um, and, I, if you, I, and if you and if you were I, a stiletto person and you were in a boot, I know you did not like that. But oh. Yeah, but, but do me a favor. <laughs> I don't like stilettos because that's just causes so many problems later. I don't know how young you are, Barbara, but you're setting yourself up for knee replacement and hip replacement with stilettos. Oh yes, that is not I, how we were meant to walk. So can I get you to drop an inch on that heel?
4: Okay, I'm down to, um, I do three or uh, four. Uh, oh, you what? said down. Down. I, okay. Where were you before?
0: <laughs> let's let's go down to three. I prefer two, but I don't want to hear you scream on the on the radio. So let's let's try to do three. Okay,
1: Barbara, you should Google an image of an X-ray of a foot wearing a three and four inch heel, and just look and see how. Now I say that as someone who, if I go out, you know, I may. Uh, I may Dorn right. one, but, you know, it is a very unnatural position. As, as Dr. Thomas is saying it, you know, that's th- at the bottom. So it's affecting every joint then on the way up. So if you wear that type of shoe regularly, it puts a lot of strain on those joints. Yeah. So if you think about how many people, you know, you forward. that
0: are women that are having hip replacements and knee replacement and they didn't play football. So why is your hip suddenly <laughs> deteriorating? It's those heels. Oh, okay. But, but you could you can still be cute without a five inch heel. Oh, you do know cute. that right. Barbara, you're cute no matter uh, what.
4: right. I <laughs> I mean I was saying I, I, don't, I don't do five inches, you no. Know. I do um three, three and a half. An occasion or four, but not often.
0: Okay, well she's um, braver than I am. My ankles couldn't do it.
4: But then see when I wear flat shoes It hurts. I have
0: Yeah, because what's happening, you've been wearing heels for so long, you have caused your Achilles tendon on the back of the heel to be shortened. So when you wear a flat, it's going into cardiac arrest. It's shocked. (laughs) (laughs) So notice I didn't tell you to wear flats. I said go down just a little bit. You have to phase that in Mm. to get used to it. So um, I would just, you know, just start as you buy future shoes. Just start going down. That will protect your knees, hips and back. The foot is well, but you're going to, you're just setting yourself up for hip replacement.
4: Okay. So, um, but you don't think that I need, do you think that I need to do a follow-up? If if you're not having,
0: if you're not having any pain, then no. No pain? Yeah. No.
4: Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I just thought that I was doing the right thing. And I'll um, go down a little bit on the heel. Oh, that's Yay. a win. Yeah, that's good win. job, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk.
1: Okay, we'll talk thanks. to you in three months. Good enough. Bye, Barbara. Have a good day. All right, <laughs> all right we're, that, we're all moving that.
3: on. How much? How much Achilles stuff do you do, or do you see? Or how, I know you, you're a foot doctor. But the Achilles but,
0: tendon is attached to the back of the heel, right? So right. of the foot. So we see a lot. Okay. So yeah. I didn't
3: know if that was kind of outside of what you do, or if that podiatry sees foot and ankle. Yeah, yeah it, it's the Achilles kind bone of, connected to the heel bone. Well,
1: Something. it's a tendon, but that's I know, okay.
3: I, I know. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. It's bone spurs in the heel and all those things, you know, they're related to that Achilles tendon. So I would imagine Dr. Thomas spurs has a lot un- of Achilles. Um, well, bone spurs are they uncomfortable, Dr. Thomas? You actually don't
0: feel the spur. The pain you're getting is from the inflammation around the tendon or the ligament that's attached. But mm-hmm. it sounds good to and say the, bone spur.
1: And then that Achilles tendon really is attached to the fascia on the bottom of your foot, that plantar fascia, right? I know you got to stretch all that stuff out. Yes, you have to.
0: You have to. The what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's our next call. That's our next call. The plantar right.
0: fasciitis. Here there it comes. you go. Very good. Listen
1: listen in, Jay. Hey Jennifer, Jennifer's calling us from Hattiesburg, and she has the dreaded plantar fa- or has a question at least about plantar fasciitis. Hi Jennifer.
4: Hi. Yeah, my husband and I are both, um, you know, now hitting fifties, and we've both had our first bout with plantar fasciitis.
1: It is annoying. Neither, yeah.
4: What I'm looking for is, uh, I'm in healthcare, so I'm on my feet constantly. He's on his feet a lot too. Uh, So, what can we do to not have to deal with this as much anymore?
0: Uh, You're in healthcare, so we're. We're one of those that run and stand and up and down hallways, et cetera. Your shoe gear is going to be extremely important. And the type of foot you have determines what type of shoe gear you need. So I don't know if you've seen anyone, um, but that's real important. Stretching is real important. Everyone loves Dr. Google. Google can give you some good stretching exercises, some general exercises for plantar fasciitis. But I have a feeling it's caused by what you're wearing.
4: Right, I I do like a good arch support, and of course, if I get away from the good shoe and I wear a different shoe, I can definitely tell the difference.
0: Okay, so well, are you? If it's not alleviated at all, like if you're still having pain and it's inflamed, you may need some NSAIDs. Sometimes we have to give a cortisone injection, uh, and ready for this, sometimes rest.
4: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Doctor uh, YouTube showed me some stretches that really really helped. So. Um that's what I was just getting Coast, more information. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say go I would still get it checked out to make sure because even with these inserts that you have, I don't know what type you have and you may need something more rigid. Like I have to wear custom made inserts for my for myself. Um and so you really should get evaluated and just, you know, take a look. I someone to take a look.
4: Right. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thanks for your call, Jennifer. And as you mentioned before, Doctor Thomas, you know, not all insert not you don't have it doesn't always help to have an insert. You might be crowding your foot in there and making things worse, or right? Or you may not be
0: wearing the right insert.
1: Too much of a good thing. Yeah. Cuz
0: most of the time the over the counter stuff is going to talk about conditions versus your foot type and it makes a difference. She could be you could be wearing one that's for an high arch and you have a low arch, mm-hmm. which is not going to help you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk to Julia who's calling us from Moss Point. Hey, good morning. Good
0: morning. How are you all doing Good
4: morning?
1: Very well, thank you.
4: Okay, my problem is my um, I have a foot that's wider than the other foot. My right foot gets no problems with my left foot. Every now and then on that I guess it's a callus, it's below it's the side of your foot that's kinda the bottom. And it's uh it's like right that uh, below the little toe. And it's on the side of my foot. And uh every now and then I get a sharp pain in it, that's one spot real intense. And then uh a lot, a lot of times I can't wear a shoe that that uh that I guess the sides' not wide enough, and I can't find a shoe that's wide enough to go over that part that that uh won't but that won't hurt it just it just uh, it just hurts, so I have pain right there right one little spot, so
1: it's on the outside of your foot there just beneath the small st- the pinky toe, as we call it
4: yeah it's on it's, it it's on the bottom mark it's right, yeah uh mm-hmm. the, 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 the on the bottom, it's below come on around on the side about maybe an inch or two, and is that I guess that just I guess that. Part that 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 starts. There's a um, I don't know what you would call that part, but anyway, it's on the bottom of my foot. And it's like a callus is right there on the side on the bottom.
0: Okay. And so if, if,
4: if, if that if that part hangs over like like your shoe not wide enough, but if it hits that the hard part like a my tennis shoe, oh, it just hurts. Mm, okay. I can't you I you there.
0: need to see someone. Oh. It sounds like you have a thick callus uh, area, and it's coming because your foot is rolling out. It sounds like. Do you where you live? I'm not sure where there's a podiatrist nearby, but go see one, and they can trim that lesion and take that weight off and see what's causing it to reoccur. But you need to mm-hmm. see someone. Changing a shoe won't help it. Go see someone. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, okay. Because it, I thought because my foot was wider than the other foot. Mm-hmm. It's not and
0: uncommon. It it's over. not uncommon for us to have two different size feet. Yeah, so that's that's okay. not, yeah, so just like your eyes aren't exactly the same or your eyebrows aren't exactly the same, uh, mm-hmm. your feet are going to be the same way. But you need someone to look at it. Don't stop buying different shoes and pads. Go see a doc. Find right. your you local
1: today. podiatrist, Julia. And good luck with you. Mm-hmm.
4: Thank you.
0: All Appreciate right. It.
1: Thanks for your call. Once again, the show has gone by fast. As always, we've had a barrage of questions all about the feet, the nails. We talked about some fascia, all kinds of stuff. Neuroma. Good Good day. Yeah, good day. It's always a good day when you're here, Dr. Thomas. Yay. So Dr. Thomas, Stephanie Thomas from Premier Foot Clinic in Clinton. Thank you so much for joining us and for helping the feet of the folks in our listening audience. Anytime. The foot whisperer, the foot detective, the foot doctor. Here she is. So we're glad to have her. Today's Southern Remedy was produced and engineered by Jay White. Our call screener, who was very busy today, was Charles Arnold. This is Southern Remedy for Women. This show is made possible in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and due to generous listeners like yourself. So we appreciate that and thank you very much. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio.
0: This is an MPB
4: Think Radio podcast.